What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of my favorite episode of today. We have a repeat guest and a fan favorite of me and Julie's and everybody from the Shit's Creek episode. We've got Kelsey Laurie. What's up, my girl? Oh, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> and Julie's here, too. Oh I'm God. here. She's Thank here. you for coming back. We love it. We love repeat guests. We do. Oh, my gosh. No, I was so excited when... Y'all like sent me an email when I got Matt's email and it was like, you want to come back? I was like, absolutely. What do you want? I'll, I'll talk about anything. I love it. Yeah. So before we get to that, we want to talk about her YouTube series called The Struggle is Real because it's freaking good, y'all. We the love it. The struggle is real. And we talked about this beforehand. I was like sending the links to Julie and she's like, I already saw it. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we are fans. <laughs> oh, I appreciate the support. Like, yes. I'm just, I feel like I'm just putting my life on the internet. <laughs> oh yeah. So I don't know if we, we dropped her Instagram handle last time, but let's drop it again just in case. Oh, well, this is the YouTube handle. I don't oh. know if it's the same, but it's Gelsey Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E. Yeah. I think it's the same on Instagram, right? Yeah. It's the same on Instagram. So on both YouTube's kind of where like mainly all the videos are being pumped out Instagram I like to post stupid stories like I think I posted like five jokes yesterday oh, I saw them. I, <laughs> the, what, what got me, me when I'm bored the laugh at the end of each one was incredible yeah it was good <laughs> I can't keep a straight face. Like my mom will tell me them and I sit and I laugh so hard and I'm like, give me my Instagram right now. I need to share this. (laughs) You want to pump up the struggle is real a little bit. Tell, tell the people what it's about. Yeah, I would love to. Um, so the struggle is real. It basically is, um, a millennial and aspiring actress. Kelsey is forced to balance her career and life all from the constraints of her parents' home. And sometimes the voices in her head. Let me just say there is a scene where she is fully underwater and I was like, she is just goals. I'm yeah. like, how can one be so <laughs> elegant underwater? And it's funny because I just watched it, my first Drag Race episode. It was like season five, episode one. And they have to shoot underwater and they were so bad. <laughs> and it's I was so like, hard. I did a yeah. photo shoot underwater and like, I thought that photo shoot was so hard because I thought I was being all like, yes, yes, like <laughs> mermaid. And I saw the photos. I was like, oh my gosh, like your face, it like, bloats it out and distorts it not to the cute level like it's like makes you look worse (laughs) in general so you have to like really make up up the angles of your face to get a pretty look yeah (laughs) Yeah, I did I've learned that the wrong way and then like opening your eyes and you're just like this is not fun but (laughs) by this video shoot I was like okay I got this yeah I can imagine that it's very difficult oh my god you are so amazing I was gonna say stupidly talented but then I was like I'm not gonna use the word stupid (laughs) you are so amazingly talented like all the shit that you do like one minute you're like doing karate on instagram like the (laughs) next you're jump doing like the perfect dive into a pool like it's so insane that i'm like how how is she like a real person karate but like ballet trained so like very elegant (laughs) and it's like 6 a.m workout i'm like i can't even get up at 6 a.m i'm making my coffee at seven we're just here gassing you up (laughs) gassy (laughs) <laughs> we're just here to gas you. You're, you're motivating us. I, One day I, I'll get up. I, yeah, I'm a, I'm an early riser and I just, I like start my day like, I got <laughs> Then you definitely can drink before five. If you're an early riser, you could drink before five. I can drink before five. Day drinking is probably one of my favorite things. Me too. Oh, good. Me like, too. Day, day drink, drinking is so get good. drunk by seven, go to sleep, and then you're hungover at like two in the morning when you wake up and then you're <laughs> fine the next morning. It's like, <laughs> it makes so much exactly. sense. Exactly. And you can like function. Exactly. Yeah. It's the best situation you just kind of sleep the hangover off yeah i I agree i don't know what age i got that i was just like 1 a.m well it's funny because when i lived in vegas i got off work at like midnight or got home by midnight so i would stay up till one or two just because of my schedule but now i oh 
the thought of 1 a.m. I'm like, ugh. It's frightening. I know. That's the middle of the night. That's <laughs> the middle of the night. Okay, let's get into the episode. So this is part yeah. of our spooky series. And I can't believe this is the first time we're doing this episode. Or not this episode, this this show. So I'm glad you chose it. So today we are doing oh, season four, episode three, called Stone Mountain of 30 Rock. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> okay, so... Kelsey, I assume that you've seen the series like all the way through. You're a big 30 Rock fan. Yeah. Yeah. Like a couple times. It's actually watching this episode. I was like, I need to go through the whole series again. It's about that time in my life. I've never seen this. Uh, you know what? You've I, never seen 30 Rock at all? No. And you know what I thought it was? Producer Mal, no. What was that <laughs> show? Like, like something from the sun. Was it 30 Rocks from the sun? Oh, third rock from the sun. <laughs> That's what I thought I was watching. You're kidding. Matt used to watch that all the time. So I was like, oh, like, no, I didn't watch this show. <laughs> and then when I put it That's on, I was amazing. like, we have Tina Fey here. So I obviously was not thinking of the right show. Because no. that, like, bald actor, you know, the bald one. You know, John Lithgow. John Lithgow. John. That's the bald one. Like, okay. All right. So my 30 Rock, I have seen maybe a million episodes but never in order and I don't know why because I watch every other sitcom like this in order and every time I watch it I love it but I just never got into it like I have one episode seared into my brain one of the live episodes that I really love and I think they actually took it down because of like PC reasons or whatever but I do love 30 Rock and I love Tina Fey so I was excited to talk about this although I do have questions uh. that are going to make it seem like I've never seen this show so we'll get into it when we get there that's okay yeah because it's this is a show that like you could just pick up random episodes and be like, oh, like the obvious jokes are still funny. But when you sit with it and go in order, you see like it's such smart writing because they'll take something that they said like in season two and it kind of just slowly gets like plugged in a season later and they'll just like mention it once or mention it. And so it's just very, I like that kind of writing where they bring back things mm -hmm. that were said once and you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, they, I can't believe they like referred that. And so those little things, I feel like if you don't watch it, yeah. In order, you miss those. And that's what makes the show like genius. Before we dive in this episode, I do have a quick question for you about this episode. When I reached out to you, the question was, we're doing all Halloween based episodes for October. So I need a list of your favorite like Halloween shows. If that mm -hmm. wasn't a stipulation, would this have still been the 30 Rock episode that you would have picked for just your favorite 30 Rock episode? Or do you have a preferred oh. 30 Rock episode? Off the top of my head, I can't think of what my favorite 30 Rock episode are. Like, it, there's like, too much. It's like when you, someone's just yeah. like, what's your favorite movie? You're like, ah, where do I begin? Like, <laughs> yeah. there's, like, I probably would have to go like, season by season and I can't even think of what, what off the top of my head would be my favorite. I feel like for me, it's always... If I'm trying to get someone to watch the show, it's the Sandwich Day episode where Tina Fey has to decide between winning the love of her life back or eating a sandwich that she really <laughs> likes. That kind of fits from the, the quote in this show, which is like, I have two quotes that are like, this fits my life perfectly. And that's one of them. But yeah, that fits well into this episode about the sandwich. She literally talks about that. Liz Lemon is very food driven and I relate yeah. to Liz Lemon like so my mom calls me Liz Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> I had to watch this episode twice because it's so fast paced paced and the jokes are so rapid fire that I was like, there's no way I'm getting away with just watching this once and soaking it in. Like by the time I'm like writing down a line, I like there's already six more jokes that have gone by and I'm like pause yeah, yeah i had to keep it's pausing it so quick so quick i just thought of my favorite episode actually Ooh, let's hear it. 30 rock and it's one of them is um it's the slanket episode with um cheesy meat cat 
that keeps popping up. And she's like, thanks, me, cat. And she's sitting in her slanket singing night cheese. And she's like, working on my night cheese. And I'm like, this, that, she just emulates everything I am in that episode. All right. For the people who don't watch 30 Rock, why don't you, like Julie, why don't you Myself. give a gist of what 30 Rock is? 30 Rock is basically an inside look at um, 30 Rockefeller Plaza. It's There's a sketch show called The Girly Show, um, which Jenna Maroney is Jane Krakowski plays Jenna Maroney is the star of the girly show and Tracy Morgan is another star on it who's Tracy Jordan he basically plays himself and you're going through watching Tina Fey's character Liz Lemon have to run this whole show the writing deal with the producers the writers the talent also deal with the head of NBC who Jack Donahue um done his uh, Alec Baldwin like just and all the pages so it's just kind of the dynamic of working at 30 Rock it's kind of a behind the scenes of SNL almost hmm. <laughs> it's incredible because you see something like Amy Poehler where, where she's obviously writing the show and people like shit on Leslie No, but like she writes just getting shit on for Liz Lemon like every line is a joke about herself like even at the end of this episode you see her like you know she has a, a hand in writing those like lines just destroying her at that like thing so I always like that about Tina Fey, yeah. I mean, she's so good. I love her book. I I don't know why I haven't seen this whole show, but I know I'm surprised. I don't know why I haven't watched it all the way through. Eventually, I will. Is this like pretty similar to Parks and Rec and The Office, or is this like total uh, different vibes? I get different vibes, but you know, you would know better. Yeah, way different vibes. Like, yeah. I feel like if you like those, mainly they kind of go together with just mm-hmm. just a sense of comedy that kind of is friends. But it's the the style is so different. It's a lot quicker. It's not quite as I don't want to say the word stupid because I love both Parks and Rex in the Office and stuff. But no, because Dirty Rock's really stupid. It's hard to. <laughs> I think it's it is really stupid. There's something so smart about the writing, and it's so quick. I don't know. It's hard to describe. I would say it's very different though. And it's not documentary style. Oh, yeah, yes. I was going to say, I, I didn't notice of anyone the getting like interviewed or anything style. like that. So. How would you compare the like the character arcs on something like 30 Rock versus Parks and Rec where I don't know about 30 Rock, but I would say just from face value, like Parks and Rec has such great like they dive deep into the characters. I don't know about 30 Rock. Like, how would you compare the two? Yeah, I think I think Parks goes a little deeper with the character development and you just a little more of that like emotional like there's some like oh moments. 30 Rock but not near it like anywhere near so it, it's not quite as like sentimental and that touch it's a little more just kind of like ridiculous you do dive in because like Jack gets into all these relationships Liz goes through relationships so if you watched all of it you would definitely get a huge development but it's not I want to use the word sentimental, I guess, and emotional as as arcs. I would say the only characters that have arcs are Liz Lemon and Jack. It's about Jack Dunahy, who is like president of a company, very like staunch, like cliche Republican character, and like Liz Lemon, who's a comedy writer, who's like a very like cliche liberal character, and kind of following them as they like find a way to meet in the middle throughout the show, where like. Jack becomes more caring and empathetic towards people, but like Liz becomes a little bit more business minded throughout the show. But that's really the only character developments. The rest of it is just a wacky ass. Like the writers are always going to be the same way, no matter what episode and what season you're watching. Like Tracy Jordan and Jen will always be the same, no matter what episode you put on. But like those two are kind of like two elevators moving up and down. Exactly. Like Jane Krakowski is like, my favorite I don't I would 
just die for her. I think she is like the fun, whether it's Kimmy Schmidt or even like the fucking Goodbye Earl music video. I don't care what it is. She's so good. <laughs> I forgot about that. In she's so amazing. I mean, I'm hanging off every single word. She's so good. Yeah, Kimmy Schmidt, she's like so good. Just <laughs> so <laughs> like- funny. Do you watch Kimmy Schmidt? Oh my god! I don't know what her real name is. The girl that plays Aaron in the Aaron office. Aaron from the office is um Ellie Kemper. Yeah, Ellie Kemper. Kemper. Mm-hmm. Ellie Kemper. I, like Brian tries to like hurt my feelings. Like he sent me. Yeah, an, I'm gonna hurt your feelings. No, as well. Brian sent me like an interview of her on Ellen and was like, "This is you," and it was like so annoying. And I was like, "I'm like pissed off." <laughs> like he was taking a shot at me, being like, "You <laughs> are her," and I was like, "Fuck off." No. But I think I'm basing it off of like her as Aaron. I love Aaron. She's not the best part of that show, though. I do like her, and yeah. I'm. Like the show is called Kim Smith and she plays her, but the people that make that show are the other three supporting Titus. Like Titus. Titus is it is so on good. my list. That show is on my list because Brian, Brian and Matt both said I would love it. Yeah, I only watched the first two seasons and then I'll, I'll eventually get to the third, but I watched the first two like religiously and was like, that's how I was. I watched the first two or three and then I've kind of fallen off just because whatever life did, but no, it's great. And like John Hamm has a cameo. He's oh, like yeah. the cult leader of okay. in a bunker and it's brilliant. Well, this is fun because on our Mad Men episode, I tried to stump our guest, which happens to be one of my best friends who picked Mad Men and John Hamm taught Ellie Kemper at like drama school in high school. Isn't that oh. insane? Like at the high school That's in awesome. the Philadelphia area, I'm almost positive, taught her like he taught at a high school and taught her. That's crazy. <laughs> I know. And then the, I, I love him. Yeah. Me too. Like you can tell, like he's obviously such a good actor. Like Mad Men was incredible, but then he's constantly showing up on. I mean, he's in Thirty Rock, SNL, yeah, Schmidt, SNL, and then um, like Bridesmaids. Like you can tell he's just always kind of taking the piss out of himself, and I love that. I don't know how I didn't realize while watching Mad Men that he was the guy from Bridesmaids. Like I think because it's two (laughs) totally different roles that like. Cause like in Mad Men, I'm like, I'm like, oh, he's like hot, like hot, and yeah. like in Bridesmaids, he's such a douchebag yeah. that you're like, God, he's not even hot. Like you can do so much better. I always talk about this. There's this amazing Bridesmaids blooper. This is not going to translate funny over this, but I'm <laughs> going to tell it anyway. There's this amazing Bridesmaids blooper where where Kristen Wiig is like stranded. John Hamm comes and picks her up and is being a huge douchebag, but she goes you're a huge asshole. And he just keeps going, so do you. And then they keep breaking so hard because it doesn't make any fucking sense. I I want you to put that clip in because it's just like, (laughs) it's literally over and over again. They cannot get it. It's like, you're a huge asshole. So do you. It's like, you're a big asshole. So do you. What? (laughs) Oh no. You know what? You're a big asshole. So do you. Why is having a giant asshole, gaping asshole, make you laugh? I don't have it. It's not. It's in, it's, is oh, it big? It's filthy and large and gaping. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense, but it's so funny. Okay, should we get into the episode? Yeah, we should. I was just going to say, we are like, we haven't even talked about the episode. No. All right, so we talked about what 30 Rock is. Tell us what this episode is Basically, about. Basically, they need to find a new talent for their show. He wants her to go to middle America because that he thinks is the backbone of who true Americans are because and to find the talent because they'll know what's funny where he doesn't think anyone in San Francisco he makes a comment of um she says she's gonna go to Toronto and this is definitely not PC but you know I'm laughing my ass off like they just get away with it on this show because of the way who they create a character like Jack who we all know is like oh 
is going to say stuff like that. And so by letting him say it and, and Liz react the way she does, it's brilliant. They can do it. So they go to Stone Mountain, uh, Georgia, where the page Kenneth is from and go to find talent. And it's like this terrible little hick town that like everything, every product she uses, which is my favorite is like the off. It's like not quite right. Like yeah. it's not a Pepto-Bismol, the peppy, but like, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> Jenna's freaking out about the new talent coming in. Cause she always wants to be the most important and head, you know, so she tries to be nice to the writers to get them to be on her side when the talent comes. So they'll keep writing her amazing sketches. And they realize it's about Halloween time that if they are nice to her, they can get in on her gay Halloween parties, which all the hot <laughs> girls will go to and dress like skanks. <laughs> and that's Amazing. basically, oh, and then they just had two, two big celebrities died. And so the whole thing, Tracy Morgan or Tracy Jordan is um, on edge because deaths come in threes and he is worried that he's going to be the third. Yep. What like three amazing plot lines happening? I can't even pick my A, B, and C plot because they're so funny. It's so good. Like there always is like three different plots going on in one episode. And that's why it's just each character has their own thing going on. It's because each character is so egotistical that their world is all that matters. Yeah. So Julie, since you've never seen this, which which of the three plot lines was your favorite? What did you think was the funniest? The rule of three. Like when he's bringing in these like random, like he's calling Betty White, he's bringing in Jimmy oh, yeah. Fallon. I always almost, I always want to say Jimmy Kimmel. I had to like look at him, mm. like it's not Kimmel, like bringing in Jimmy Fallon. And like the Jimmy Fallon scene cracked me up because he like tries to kill Jimmy Fallon and then he's like, they like call him out for it. And then Jimmy Fallon's behind him with like an axe. Like, <laughs> like they're both trying to like save themselves. The funny thing about that was it looked like Jimmy Fallon's never acted in his life in that scene. I was like, Jimmy, come on, please. You, you're a, you're a very famous guy. He, I don't know if he was like playing that as like, a, I'm just like a, a I think host. I like Jimmy Fallon better as a host than an actor, though. Yeah, he was always the one to break on SNL. Like that was like his MO was that he is never going to keep it together. And yeah. he will always be the first to break and just be like, this is funny. <laughs> when I need like a laugh and I agree, I always say that about him and that's kind of his bit. But like the Debbie Downer scene where they're at Disney and he is just one of the best skits ever and the whole honestly the bit of the skit is that they're all breaking at all times like it's a Lindsay Lohan host have you seen this one Mm -mm. oh it is like the premise is like oh it's so good it's like a Debbie Downer it's like they're all hanging out at a table at Disney World and this one Rachel Dratch just keeps like saying the worst things like at the end of every sentence someone says she just lays down like drops a bomb yeah I'll send it to you but Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Kimmel Jesus I know you're doing I don't Jimmy Fallon is like breaking the entire time but it's funny it makes me laugh but again I was like mm, he looks well, like he has never acted in his and life even like what's the movie he's in fever pitch yeah I, I just like I like him better as a host like I don't I don't mm. know I'm not a big fan of like actor Jimmy Fallon I don't think I know him well enough in things but do we really see him in things more I feel no, like right. now <laughs> so I I, guess, I think he just has more of a personality for hosting rather than acting yeah I think he's perfect for hosting yeah but this is like a g- really good bit. So I like the idea of this because people always say this. Superstitious people always say things happen in threes, mm-hmm. like blah, blah, blah. So when this was the plot line, I was like, yeah, this is good. And when, I mean, when he calls Betty White, this is like incredible yeah. cameo. She is like, I will bury you. I will I want it. I was going to tell <laughs> producer Matt to put, to edit the clip in because it's so funny. I have to take matters into my own mm-hmm. hands. Hello? Boom! Who is this? Hey, Betty, it's TJ. Tracy! 
Gracie! I haven't seen you since that rapping grandma movie we did. <laughs> you were so funny as the rapping grandma. So how are you feeling? Any arm pain? Shortness of breath? Plans to investigate corruption in Russia? Wait a minute. Are you calling because the Pac-Man guy and Jugbert Cody died? Is this a rule of threes call? Um, no. Nice try, Jordan. But I am going to be at your funeral. I will bury you. That's why the writing is so good. They always do stuff like that. Back to the, um, the Jimmy Fallon thing. I, I forget who he says. He's like, oh, maybe he's like, I'll kill my first guest. And it's a, what, yeah. like a dog, like a thinking <laughs> dog. And he's kind of like, that's your first guest. And his face is just like, God, this sucks. Like <laughs> totally making fun of even like his talk show. That moment, I was like, that's great. Yeah, yeah it's very meta. But I, Tracy is such a crazy, like you said, he's playing himself. And there's this line where I had to make sure I heard it correctly because the first time I watched it, I was like drinking whiskey alone by myself. So I was like, okay, when I'm sober tomorrow, I'm going to make ch- double check that. And it is. It was exactly that. I said, I will eat a bowl of cherries and some ghost meat in his honor. And I was like, ghost meat in his me. honor? <laughs> excuse me? Is that a thing? Am I like so serious? And that's the thing they do on 30 Rock is like stuff that's not explained. You're like, what? Did I hear that right? And they just like act as if you should know exactly why he said that. <laughs> I like Kenneth and Tracy together because they're such opposite characters. You couldn't even like compare the two by any means. They're just on different planets. So putting them together is yeah. like immediate comedy. They always end up together. I mean, he's always taking care of him and like anything you want. But And he's always giving Jenna advice, which is my favorite too, because that's another just completely two opposite mindsets. I mean, that's the best. Like she literally walks in. <laughs> I wait, did I write it down? She's like, I read your relight rewrite and just lights it on fire in front of their <laughs> face and was like, start over you hack. <laughs> like, <laughs> and she's so evil. It's just classic. She's like this in every single episode. She is a menace. Yeah. Just an absolute. Yeah. Menace. And then when she's like, I'm not going to be pushed aside. Like at my, that time at my sister's funeral, <laughs> like dying. <laughs> It's funny, though, because she is exactly this character in Kimmy Schmidt, too, don't you think? Exactly. They are like are the same, which made me happy Mm because I could never get enough of her. So I was just like, perfect. The one liners in Kimmy Schmidt, her one liners are like and Titus are the reasons why you watch Kimmy Schmidt. It's great. It's one of those shows, too. You can rewatch it over and over. And like you said, the jokes are so fast that you will always find something new. Like there's always something you either forgot or missed the first time. Yeah. And that's why it's like right when the scene started, though, and she walks in and smells herself and then just like picks up the candle, which is totally something I've done before. Not with a candle, <laughs> but like I am like so nervous that I'm just like always smelling like B.O. It's something that's just constantly like I'm always smelling myself and I've put things under my armpits randomly to be like, this will work. And so I was just dying. I'm exactly the same way. I've done that. I will do it with anything. Yeah. I'm like constantly. I would myself. rather smell like anything else. Yeah. but B.O. Oh, my God. Same. <laughs> yeah. Right. I like that um, right in the beginning. So she does the candle thing and then Liz, uh, he walks in. I forget what she's doing, but he, Jack has this line. He's like, "Is were you in the F- Philadelphia Cotillion or did you debut internationally? I just butchered that line. But I was like, I like that one. We get the Philadelphia reference because she's from Philly mm-hmm. and we're in Philly right now. But I was like, he's just like always making fun of her yeah. all the time no matter what it's just like always it's so good and that one i love the rebuttal to that the i'm happy to say i don't even get that yeah. <laughs> just- i was laughing in the beginning I, I think it was like the beginning or i don't know i that's like i hate when i say like the beginning or middle on like 20 minute episodes because i'm like i feel like the like 15 minutes could still be the beginning like, yeah <laughs> but the scene yeah. where i got so 
I'm really bad with names. Bear with me. So the blonde that's Jane, she's Jenna, right? Jenna, yeah. Okay. So when Jenna's like sucking up to the writers and she's like, I baked you fresh cookies and it's like the Mrs. Fields wrapped <laughs> cookies on a tray. She's like blowing on them. Yeah. <laughs> with the mitts on. Uh, there's a lot of really smart jokes and then there's a lot of jokes like that where when Liz and Jack are are in the office and they're like, we need something that's like actually funny. Like when real Americans will laugh at it. And then some guy just walks or one of the writers walks in with like a tray of something and just trips and falls. And they're just like dying laughing at it. It's like stupid gags like that. And then actually like really genuinely funny jokes is like why it's so quick witted. Like you can't keep up. Yeah. yeah, I like shows that. It's, um, I love when they're talking about. I forget which celebrity that he first told Tracy that died, and he's like, "He's in a better place now. He's in Cabo." Yeah, <laughs> that. I mean, it's a pretty stupid joke, but just quick. Everything. That's so dumb. Like it's so dumb that it's I so love stupid, it. But you laugh like I laughed out loud, and I loved when Kenneth is talking about. Um, one of the cast members on the Brady Bunch, how he was so nice to the writers. They wrote him or her own bit and. Like, oh, I'm too young to remember the Brady Bunch. And then <laughs> and they kind of just like stare at each other. She has that like. Tell me we're recording this like, because we need Gelsey's face I like know. for that part. Somehow. I'm a very expressive person. That was perfect. <laughs> my my two lines that I was like, I live for these lines are one Liz and Jack thing when she's talking about sandwiches and she's like, all of humankind has one thing in common, the sandwich. I believe that all anyone really wants in this life is to sit in peace and eat a sandwich. And then he says, what a surprise your worldview is food based, which is funny because you said exactly that before. <laughs> I love sandwiches. But it was weird because I watched it and then immediately checked Twitter and I must read this Chrissy Teigen quote. holy fuck i can't speak okay (laughs) so chrissy Teigen said just tweet it and she's very pregnant so this probably has something to do with it but she was like consumed by sandwich thoughts just want sandwiches all the time if i'm not making i'm ordering if i'm not ordering i'm looking at pictures of them if i'm not looking at pics i'm learning about new mayos i had to cancel therapy because i didn't want to not think about sammy's for 60 minutes (laughs) <laughs> i can relate to that it's exactly I, liz lemon i love sandwiches like truly oh my god who doesn't? like i a nice like turkey and cheese with mayo like that's gross what is it maybe not kelsey turkey and cheese turkey with mayo is, is that something you could get into turkey and cheese with mayo is that not a normal sandwich you know what? I, I don't even like admitting this because I feel like there's such a stereotype. Um, I've been plant-based since November for f- just to try it. Oh, admit it. So, speak yeah. speak your truth, girl. We, we will not judge. I don't even like to say the V word. Yeah, people like, so you're vegan? I'm like, shh. Yeah. No, I'm plant-based. <laughs> Actually, I'm a pescatarian now because I will never give up fish. Okay. I did it for two months strict just to see how my body would feel. And I was just like, oh, I'm just curious. And then, but I went into it knowing if I continued that fish would come back in because sushi is life. Oh, sushi is life. Same. Love sushi. A thousand sushi. percent. Oh. Is there a reason? Did you do it just to see or was there a reason you God, did I it? I hate to say this because everyone starts off like, I watched this documentary on Netflix, <laughs> but it kind of started out like, you know, I just so like it makes me want to throw up. I'm even saying that, but there was um, it's game changers, so it's all like based on athletic performance, and that's like I watched all the others like a couple years ago that were like the poor animals, and I like animals, and I was like, oh, that's so sad. Okay, I want some chicken, but this one was like I ran faster at 40 years old and broke Olympic records after plant based eating, and I was like, oh, I'm intrigued because that's that side of me is when you're going to get me to do anything when it's like. Your athletic performance can enhance. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger was on, and he's like, we shouldn't eat as much meat as we thought. And <laughs> now I was like, well, Arnold's saying it like, uh, maybe there's something to this. So 
So I figured I would just kind of do it. I like a challenge too. And I never thought I could do this. So I was like, fuck it. I'll try it and see. And it was Thanksgiving day was my first day of all days. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Ballsy. I was like, today's the day. Like, <laughs> like I'm only eating green beans today. That's it. Green beans. I like and dream of Thanksgiving. Like the yeah. fact that Thanksgiving is getting close. I'm like, give me all the, the mashed potatoes with a pound of gravy on top. She's longing. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm like, maybe like I'll do like the year. I did it for a year and that will be my like break the vegan fast meal and then the next week i'm gonna probably die in the fetal position <laughs> that's like it'll be worth it i uh, i don't even drink on thanksgiving eve anymore because that's how much i love Thanksgiving. yeah like the tough. thought of being too like i've missed thanksgiving before for being too hungover that i will not do it again like i'm like yeah. no, i can't it only comes once a year <laughs> but what about drinking on thanksgiving so you're not hungover on thanksgiving it's like the day after yeah thanksgiving you're hungover. That yeah you do. see that's fine I love drinking and consuming as much wine as I possibly can on Thanksgiving. The That's last time the I went out on Thanksgiving Eve, I have a bunch of pictures with you at the bar. It's just like selfies. Like not even like people were taking it. Like we were blatantly at the bar like this. How like, long ago was that? Five, long six time years ago. ago? I had really thin eyebrows. It was a, it was a bad time. It was a, it was a dark time. I feel like you can tell what year it was in pictures by eyebrows. Yeah, 100%. It was a dark time. Oh, 2001, 2002. Yeah. yeah. Why is that a thing? Why have eyebrows, like, fashion changed so much? I'm really glad they like, did, since though. the 20s. Yeah. Like, because I'll go back and do, like, makeup for, like, the 30s, or I have... I like all old school pictures in in my old apartment and like the girl they were so thin and they would draw them like way out to their temples and then it kind of became when did they get like bushy probably like the 60s and then it became big to thin again and then the 90s was like shave them off and draw oh my god like literally (laughs) the 90s were like a line like it, they weren't even yeah. arched. It was like just the line. Yeah, that's <laughs> sick. And everyone was it's had such hot. dark makeup on that it was like insane. Like, yeah, it's going to come back time. though. That's a scary. There's going to be a day where like, uh, I mean, part of the '90s fashion is coming back, and I'm like, guys, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, this isn't a good Stop thing. Stop it! I Unless know, bell bottoms, bell bottoms. I think I think us three have to make a pack right now. And I my eyebrows are even way thinner than I want them to be, but that's just how they grow in. Like I literally can't make them thicker. I have to start drawing them in. But I think us three make a pact. We do not go thinner than where we are right no. now. We know that it Wait, will be a mistake. Our slogan is if we're thinner, we're a sinner. <laughs> okay. Fully for eyebrows. If we're thinner, I mean, we're, we're a sinner. Okay, cool. Did you just make that up on the spot? Yeah. Okay, good. Of course. What do you think? I plagiarized? What am I, Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> Shia LaBeouf? Did he plagiarize? Are you kidding? That's for like what? the hottest news like five years ago. What did he plagiarize? I, I don't know, too. but then he he like plagiarized this like whole thing and then he went to like a um, red carpet event. He had a bag over his head and said, I'm not famous. That was all tied to the plagiarism. Someone buried the lead for me because I only know the bag over the head. Anyways, back to 30 Rock. 30 Rock. <laughs> we were talking about. How did we about get here? <laughs> 30 Rock. You know, it's interesting. For a Halloween episode, I love holiday themed episodes. I wish there was more Halloween, but this episode mm-hmm. is so good that I didn't mind that it wasn't because it really wasn't very Halloween. But like the first joke it's is. It's really not about Halloween at all. <laughs> yeah. The first joke is like, I'm going to butcher it because I didn't write it down. But Tracy's right. like, is this Princeton parents weekend or? Halloween or something and he's like I don't remember what the joke was but it's Princeton's colors black and orange I didn't even like I was like I'm just gonna assume that that's what that is because I was cracking up but I was just trusting Tracy you kind of just have to go with him 
Oh, 100%. I did write down a, like one quote that did go with Halloween. It was by one of the writers. And he. it actually is longer than what I wrote. But the part that I liked, I just wrote down was, we can't give up on Halloween. It's a magical night when women dress slutty and drink too much. And I'm just like, true. I loved the bit where the chick from across the street's like, oh, we saw, I work across the street. We saw you're having a Halloween party. He's like, can you stop? You're really bumming us all out. <laughs> can you close the <laughs> blinds? You're really bumming us all out. <laughs> Just those three in stupid costumes sitting at a table. It's it's good. And I love that um, one of Jenna's gay friends, he's just sitting there and she's like, oh, or what did he say? He's like, I'm going to respond with my face now. Yeah. And just makes a good point. Like, oh, they're trying to take advantage of me so they can come to the gay Halloween parties and get closer to girls. Like, it's, like, just, this is- it's like it's Michael and gay Michael. <laughs> so funny yeah. and then she refers to them as the michaels later which is just so funny i love that it's such a good bit no it was hard like when because halloween is my all-time favorite holiday like mm-hmm. if you saw my house right now it is decked out like it wasn't even september 1st and my mom and i were like putting things everywhere and i was like we need to do this like researching i was like okay what halloween shows are there just because i wanted to like have my pick first and there's not that many halloween shows in general i feel like like i think there needs to be more Halloween episodes of shows. Yeah, I I think this is what you guys did. Didn't you guys do the Boy Meets World Halloween episode as the first yeah. episode of this podcast? That's my first one I think of is the Boy Meets World but Halloween episode. But it's not a Halloween it's episode, a which is insane. Yeah. yeah. Because it feels like a Halloween episode, but it's right before they graduate high school. So it's in May. See, I would always mm. go movies. Like I would always like if, if it was up to me, because I always cheat on every prompt producer Matt gives me, I would choose something like I would make them do Nightmare Before Christmas or like yeah. Hocus Pocus or whatever. My brother came on and we did MTV Scream TV show because I was like, yeah, which nobody in this entire planet has watched. I've, I finished season one in like two days. It was good though, right? It was good. Yeah. But yeah, th- this is good. But wait, let's get back to my second quote, which is that I was like this. I love this line is Liz goes, all God's children are terrible because the whole point. <laughs> and that's kind of what my question was. So one, my, my big 30 rock question that I said was going to make me seem like I've never seen the show. What is Liz's title and what is Jack's? So I get Jack is kind of like the head of the maybe network itself, but what's Liz? She's the head writer of the girly show. Okay, so only like for that specific show. Just that show, yeah. So he's overseeing like all of NBC, like what goes in on the network side and, and they partnership with GE eventually and kind of all that. And then she's just dealing with the girly show. Okay, understood. TGS. And so she has to answer to him, but you know, he has other, so that's kind of the fun thing. Like you see him deal with other stuff in the series, but you're mainly only focused on this one show. And sometimes you forget he has other things to deal with, but they'll, they'll make a good, you know, it comes in when you're like, Oh yeah, this isn't the only thing he's focusing on. But it's also kind of implied without ever being directly stated that you kind of get the vibe that for whatever reason, as much as he like busts her chops, he kind of sees her as a potential successor to him if he moves up. See, that's what mm-hmm. I kind of saw. Like, I-, I could see in this episode that even though he's bashing her, he respects her. Like, there's a point where she's like, you're not hiring this guy until I go and see him and whatever it is. Like, she says that to him and I'm like, and they she does get like, get back at him like he's not her mega boss which he is so i was like what is her title here like are they equals i was i knew they weren't but was confused for a second i was yeah no not at all like she has to go up to his giant top of the building office all the time to get things she needs or this that but yeah he definitely treats her like she would be a successor maybe and like has that kind of 
given her a hard time to make her go forward and grow and gives her, you know, his wise words and two cents about things in life, which just their dynamic makes it funnier because they are complete opposites. But it's like Matt said that they do really kind of shift through the series a little, not like dramatically, but you see it. Yeah. Kelsey, did you watch the 30 Rock reunion like quarantine episode? No, I haven't seen that yet. Okay, because I was going to say I'm going to spoil just like a little tiny bit, but it happens right in the beginning is Kenneth. Kenneth is the Jack. Like, I guess Jack retires and Kenneth is now the head of NBC or whatever. And it's really funny. I'm not going to go much more into it, but I was like, I watched it, okay, even I though I haven't it. seen the whole series because I'm stupid. But like speaking of like Kenneth, I forgot in this episode, too. I love that since it's like his hometown that he was just kind of like cameo in the comedy, the Laugh Factory as like other people, like the girl with the blonde wig or has the mustache. And he's just like random people in the club. It's awesome. And the, in the quarantine episode, <laughs> So Kenneth is like living in this like mansion and everyone's like calling him to try and like get on this like Zoom call or whatever. And every time they shoot to him, there's like a woman version of himself. So basically just like his actor is Jack something in a wig coming up to him, like being the like, uh, I don't know, assistant or whatever it is in the house. So like, I don't know if they do that all the time, just like stick him in wigs and make him other characters. But that happens in the quarantine episode as well. It's so fucking funny. Yeah, it's I feel like there's so much time in quarantine to watch TV, but I there's like so much that has come out during quarantine that I have not watched. Yeah. Well, you're like pumping out content. You're pumping out content. Yeah, yeah. I'm like editing a lot. Yeah. Okay. And then. I like movies. I'm a big movie watcher. Kelsey, do you watch horror movies at all? I love horror movies. The newer ones I tend to like shy away from just Mm -hmm. because I'm like, oh, it's normally either just like how gross can we get? Let's try to make the audience like throw up or they're just like not, they don't have that good either twist or kind of funny. But um, have you seen Cabin in the Woods? I love Cabin in the Woods. Oh, so, so good. So good. That was one of those pleasant surprise movies where I went into it not really knowing what it was about and by the end I was like this was the most brilliant agree fun. yeah no that's oh I love it I need to rewatch that wow should we get back to 30 Rock at some point <laughs> I know oh my gosh sorry 30 Rock that's okay <laughs> I like getting on tangents and I like talking I and hanging out it. because we we've only done this is only our second podcast together hold on wait let's see um, I had oh and I love how um Kenneth is like they used to call it um they came from a town called sex criminal boat yeah. but it must be Cherokee and it's just and that's when they bring back as and soon as they get there they bring it back exactly and that's that's why I love the writing of the show because there's always things that they'll bring back and it's kind of in the same reference but a little different where it's just so and that same conversation when Kenneth he's like what's funny to you and he's like oh like you know the typical thing like two hobos sharing a bean (laughs) (laughs) what so I have a lot some last few lines like speaking of like the gay Halloween stuff I love when um, Jenna looks at uh, it's Michaels right the Michaels to my he goes yeah. she goes don't look at me like I'm a football game because he's like giving her away. Yeah, like, <laughs> and then so the three wacky things that like Tina Fey Liz encounters when they're in um, Stone Mountain is Peppy Bismilk, which we said Schwupp's Ginny Pale, which is just supposed to be ginger ale. And then when she's drinking Gatorade at the show, it just says Gatorune on, <laughs> on the bottle, which is so stupid. It's really funny. And it's when she gets the what is it? Schwe- the Schweppes. What is she, the- she's like, I hate this place. 
You're, yeah, she's like, this place is the worst. <laughs> I've, it's, uh, without disrespect to those towns in America, I've done a national tour through the U.S. and I've definitely been in some hotels before where I feel like that. Where I'm just like flipping a bed. I'm just like, get me out of here. <laughs> and uh, one last one is Liz ate like a fucking like carp po' boy with extra chuckle or whatever it is from this like I think I wrote it down. It's from a a fatty fat sandwich ranch is the is the is the um chain, the food chain. Yeah. And and then she's like, of course sick from this sandwich and she's on the toilet and she goes, God, are you doing this to me because I took that blind guy's hot dog? <laughs> and it's like so insane. It's like Liz Okay, so this was my fundamental question. Why is Jack acting like he's so much better and like more middle US th- than Liz is? Like, why is he acting like Liz is such a like classic judgy New Yorker when he is even more so? It's, it's kind of like I think the joke of it too, but I think he's that typical classic American Republican that is suit has way more money than everyone but thinks you know the backbone of america is middle america and it's the working class man even mm. though they are clearly being hypocritical because they have it all and then liz is such the other side of being the liberal in this that that's why she, you know she goes to san francisco she loves new york and she hates the middle of america and he's making her like oh you, you think you're better than them putting himself even on a higher pedestal by even thinking that she thinks she's better than them by thinking that like you know it's just kind of the typical left and right yeah like true that makes sense mind. yeah and it's, it's kind of that which is just all so ridiculous in itself where you're kind of they paint it out so well you're just like oh my gosh and jack's mother is played by i don't know if you know who she is elaine stritch she's like this like golden heiress of broadway like old school um she's been in tons of movies but she's uh she passed away a few years ago but just this a typical high, you know, mm. wealthy New York, like we're better than them, Jack. And like, just asshole. Like, so she, their dynamic is great too. So it's like, no wonder he turned out the way he did. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And fun fact, I actually have a keychain. My best friend, Jason used to live in New York and his friend was in a show with Elaine Stritch and they kind of became her assistant and she gave them a Tiffany's keychain, which they were like, we don't want this. So he's like, Gelsey, do you want this Tiffany's keychain? It's from Elaine Stritch. And I was like, absolutely. Wow. It's in my car keys right now. Hell yeah. That is a good fun yeah, fact. Yeah, get excited about that. That like, would, <laughs> that seems like something you would love. I mean, I would love that, but that seems like something you would really love. <laughs> it is. Yeah, no, I love it. And I'm like, doesn't hurt that it's Tiffany's, but it's more who it's about me. You know, from. <laughs> exactly. Complain. So Acting as if I met her myself. <laughs> What did you think about this episode as someone who's never seen 30 Rock? I liked it. I didn't have any <laughs> bad things to say. I, I didn't really it's know. It's like jump into. Yeah, and I, I didn't really know like what was going on. Like, I guess yeah. I compare like a lot of shows like this. Like I asked you if it was similar to The Office, like where I'm like, is Jack and Liz dating? Like, what's their date? Like, I don't oh, like wow. I didn't know what was going on like between characters. So. Um, but I definitely laughed at a lot of stuff, which is good. Love a good wow. show that makes me laugh. That's such a good point. If you jumped into this and have never seen anything, I agree. That would seem like they were dating. Yeah. That is crazy. And you wouldn't even know yeah. that Jenna was like, I mean, you could probably get by the end of it that she was one of the actresses. But Tracy, what would, yeah. what, what, honestly, what did you think <laughs> Tracy think was? I don't know that what I would think. I didn't even know the show was about a show. <laughs> 
<laughs> that makes so much sense. Wow. Oh, my God. We need a Kelsey to give you the gist before we start, before you watch I, it. I love that you thought that they were dating because I feel like a lot of people would argue that, like, Jack and Liz Lemon are probably one of the best fully and exclusively platonic, platonic. friendships mm-hmm. on, like, TV. Like I said, like, when you watch shows like The Office or Parks and Recs, when there's, like, main characters dating and then you jump into a show like this you're like oh they must be dating like interesting (laughs) no no one dates each other really on the show like they they'll have people that come in for seasons that are their love interest and then they leave the show but it's like they never cross contaminate themselves interesting i don't remember any of them but i can remember thinking that Tina Fey is doing what I would do just like Mindy Kaling did on the Mindy Projects and just writes herself hot boyfriends. Can you rattle off some of the boyfriends? Because I can't remember any of them in the moment, but I know that they're all hot. John Hamm. Yes. They make fun of it that he lives in the bubble, the pretty boy bubble, where he gets anything he wants in life. There's a whole episode. It might be called The Bubble, and it's so funny, and she's showing how, like, a restaurant will be packed and there's a long wait and he just comes up and they're like, right this way. <laughs> and yes. how it's just like his whole universe is just completely, his view on it's altered because... He's good looking. Oh, Matt Damon. Yes, that's the one I was thinking of, Matt Damon. They're in a relationship for a long time. It's, no, it's amazing that like she does. She has like these the best Matt. Well, their characters are kind of crazy too and funny. but And then um, Jack is with um, Elizabeth Banks is on the show yes. for a long time. Mm-hmm. I love uh, that. Just and, write uh, yourself hot people. Oh, it's so good. I love Elizabeth Banks. Me too. Did you watch the Mindy Project? No. Okay, that's it's really good. But she wrote herself um, Jake from One Tree Hill. It's Brian Greenberg. Oh, yeah. Hot. Yeah. Hot. Hot. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Super hot. But there's plenty of them. Like, she has many, many boyfriends yeah. in that. Um, but I think Tina Fey does the same, and I would do it. I, well. I was just going to say, I would do the same thing. <laughs> Who wouldn't? And Who could I make, make out, out with? For yeah. entire five minutes. <laughs> yeah. You just said the same thing. Not going to yeah, well, yeah, there is a, uh, this is only a 20 minute show, but we're make we make out for six minutes. <laughs> yeah, I do that. Yeah, I know. Who would you pick for your first person? Wow. Ooh. I, actors, I would pick Charlie Hunnam. Holy shit. That's a hot one. Hot, hot. I don't know. I never have my one go-to. Like, I'll be watching a movie and I'm like, oh, it's them. They're everything. And then like a week later, I'm like, ah, who was that again? See, I'm watching The Boys on Amazon Prime and I'm more of oh, like- I love- I'm more like Erin Moriarty who plays Starlight is my biggest girl crush of all time. I'm like, I God, I can't stop thinking about anybody but her. But but I want her to be with Jack Quaid who is like the main character of the boys. And I'm like, okay, maybe him. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll choose him because I'm so obsessed with her. Is he hot? He's like, I'm, again, no, you would not think he's hot. <laughs> but I, I think I'm a personality girl. So I just go with yeah. the personality. But I know. I, I actually hate when I ask you that. I sound so shallow. I'm like, is he hot? And I'm always like, ah, uh, yeah, to me, but I don't know that anyway. I hate it. I gotta work. I met like hot guys though that once you talk to them for five minutes, you're just like, you're like, no, exactly. Like, they're just so lame, and you're like, God, that's they're not. But then like, there's some go- characters in movies that you completely fall in love with, and I always think about that. I'm like, if you saw them walking down the street, you probably wouldn't double take. Yeah. But like five minutes in the movie, you're completely like, hundred oh, percent. I wish they would marry me. Yeah. Like you know. I know. Charlie Hunnam is Jax in Sons of Anarchy. And I think it's just because he's like one such a bad boy, but like he's like genuinely good. Like he's good most okay. of the time. Who are you trying to convince? I'm telling you. Like I'm just saying. You don't think Jax becomes good? Like he kills the bad people. Oh, I mean, yeah, but he's like the last person I would ever say for someone. You I wouldn't would. want to. 
I mean, I would because duh, With look at a friend him. and just someone back He's, me up. I mean, I was literally him for Halloween, <laughs> senior year of college. So I get it. I was literally him. <laughs> yeah. So I get it. I'd rather be him than, <laughs> bang him than bang him, I guess. I always was like a classic. My dad always knows this too. He'll be like, oh, look who's on the news. But I love good Orlando Bloom. Yeah. It's just such a stereotypical. Oh, yeah. He was but like first pirates. Orlando Bloom like mm. when we first really got to be like oh him and he yeah in that movie he drives me crazy yeah a new baby he's got a brand new baby I know him and Katy Perry he does her name's Daisy Aww. Daisy Bloom Daisy Bloom oh Katy my God. okay that's perfect yeah it's with Katy Perry and their freaking baby's name is D- I was like that just all works yeah I, I approve this is we're getting so crazy on this episode i swear matt's gonna have to cut like half of this out but also save it because it's good yeah. if you cut it save good it. content put it in the end of the year one. all right yeah we should probably wrap it up <laughs> we should probably wrap it. do we- you have any other thoughts on this episode oh gosh i just have a lot of thoughts in general <laughs> tell us any bourbon yeah <laughs> i know yeah me too <laughs> my dad just got home from work i'm like we're we're doing that we're gonna have a shot i love the relationship with you and your parents it's yeah me the best. too they're so great. They're so supportive. They're so and cool. Like, and they're just so, n- this episode three tomorrow, I can't wait. But the shit that I made them do in episode three, I don't want to say anything. Just watch it. But that one, I was like, you guys, you've really proven yourself. <laughs> That's the best. And I'm assuming one of them is holding the camera when it's just on you. Yeah. Normally, my dad films. And your um, mom's the therapist foot, I would assume. She's the therapist foot. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. She's the therapist <laughs> foot. So Amazing feat. Yeah, it's interesting. We get into like little arguments. I have a lot of footage of me like yelling at them. And I feel so bad. I'm like, that's not what I said. And now like editing, I go through the footage. I'm like, I'm such an asshole. <laughs> You're like, say the line. Vision, correct. Though. Say the line as it's written, dad. Thank you. He's like, I'm going to zoom in over here. I'm like, just do the shot. Like I said, <laughs> you can't always though. direct no, yourself. It's, it's tough. <laughs> it's, ex- it's, you know what? I know I'm just doing like a tiny in my house on YouTube thing, but it's, um, it's been so hard and challenging because I realized that I'm, you know, when you're like writing and then I'm like, I see the scene, I'm directing it. And then I'm kind of being the DP and directing the photography. But then also like, there's so many times I get onto like the little set or whatever. And I don't know my lines. I'm like, I forgot to memorize what I wrote because I was so busy making sure mm-hmm. that things were where I needed, that they were good, the wardrobe, whatever was the lighting. And then I get there and I'm like, what are my lines? Like, yeah. like, line, like, as if line, I wrote this. Like, line, like, dad oh, line. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how the, how people do it. Like these huge movies where someone directed it and like stars in it. It blows my mind. Yeah. Because I mean, it's, it's something you have in your head and then you have to kind of trust somebody else. Like even though you're the one directing it, if you're in the scene, you have to trust someone else to, do exactly what you want. Yeah, I was trying to. Oh yeah, you asked me. I was like, I know I went on a tangent with this, but you. <laughs> I was like, I think you asked me a question. It was what? What's my overall thoughts on the Thirty Rock episode? Oh, yeah. And I went <laughs> off on my own show. <laughs> we should have done Blog that. Much? We should have done a struggle as real it, as the episode. We should have yeah. just been like, that's what we should name it. Just <laughs> yeah, name it that. Bonus episode of two of episode two. But yes, Thirty Rock. I don't know. I just love the show so much. Like I literally laughed out loud every two seconds and that's when I was like I just need to go back and rewatch all of it I relate so much to Liz that any anything she deals with I'm just like oh I feel you girl mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah she's great Tina Fey can do no wrong in my book uh, she's just so I need to read her book again I read it like eight years ago and Me loved too. it mm-hmm. and I actually I loved her whole like cruise ship bit because I was working on a cruise ship when I read it and so everything I was like she's basically talking about me <laughs> I felt like we were best friends and it was I, great I always like 
actresses or who famous people in general, their autobiographies, I always read them, but then I always audiobook them because they are always yes. one that record it. They record it in their own voice how they wanted you to read it in the first place because yes. I'm not a reader, but the what I do, and I, I wish I was, and I have read a million books, but like I wish I read more. But I will say that anytime one of my favorite people come out with an audiobook, autobiography, I read it. But I like the Mindy Kaling ones on audiobook, hilarious. Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, like Amy Poehler's is great. Really funny and just Ugh. exactly how you would listen to them reading it is a comedy show in itself because yeah. it's just so funny. So I think if I ever yeah. were to tackle Bossy Pants again, it would be on audiobook just to listen to it again. Same because I read it myself and now I'm like, I want to hear that version. Oh, it's just it's so, so different funny. when you hear like the emphasis on certain words or it just sounds like they're telling a story. Exactly. And it's so much more animated and you get like the emotion behind what was going on. And yeah. Yeah. I might Carrie do that Fisher too. Carrie Fisher is another great one. Any of her audiobooks, like she Ooh. is a phenomenal storyteller. RIP. I have, because, uh, what's, I literally have the one she has, I can't remember what the book is called, but I bought it like maybe two or three years ago and it's been sitting on my shelf just staring at me and I'm like, I must read you. But I forget which one it was. But yeah, maybe I'll read it and then, like you said, go straight into the audiobook. I do that a lot though. My books stare at me all the time. Yeah, and I, I know. look up and I'm like, fuck off. Buy me a drink first. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah. Right now, I'm my, The Magicians is my favorite show on TV and there's three books and I'm like, I got it. The Magicians ended this past year in 2020 and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I gotta get to the books. Like, it's my favorite thing. It's just like extra content for me to consume. And I couldn't get to it, but I walk so much in quarantine. Like, I just walk for miles and miles and miles and listen to podcasts. So I'm like, oh, I'll just do audiobooks. So now I'm already on mid book two, just started like last week. And I'm like, hmm. crushing it. Yeah. See, like, mine's reversed because I drove so much before quarantine because I was driving from like Riverside to LA, which can, you know, be two plus hours depending on traffic. And I, or when I lived in Vegas, I was driving to work. So I would plug away audiobooks in the car. And now that I'm home, I've tried to sit and listen to an audiobook. And mm, it's tough. Yeah, right. I'll like start doing stuff and then I'm like, I didn't listen. Yeah, your brain just goes completely different directions if you're doing something. That's why mm-hmm. I had to just be like walking and staring into the distance. How did we get here? You read books. I Julie, do read Julie books. reads the books. So I do. I'm a, I'm a big reader these days. Good. I like that about you. I wish I was. I just don't have a patient bone in my body. But I'm having trouble getting through big little or not big little eyes, uh, little fires everywhere. I heard that wasn't that great. I like the show, but I think that because I watched the show first, I like know everything. So I'm like, yeah. why am I reading this? I know, I know it. Yeah, it's kind of a weird order to do yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I didn't know there was a book. So I could, I don't think I could do that. Like I've had people be like, oh, you should read the book. I'm like, but I know it happened already. I've only, I've only actually read, I think, two books that have been movies. And this just shows you the kind of person I am. And they're Jurassic Park and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Kelsey, this is actually, do you have any final thoughts on 30 Rock before we wrap this up? <laughs> My final thoughts are two hobos sharing a bean. Oh, hell yeah. Of course. Or a female yeah. airline pilot. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was another great episode. We get on a lot of tangents, but those are my favorite ones. Uh, that was Gelsey again. Check out our YouTube. It's very good stuff. She's killing it. Next episode drops tomorrow, but by the time this episode drops, it'll probably be on episode five, six. I don't know, Matt. So a million. Who knows? A million. I hope it's a million. I hope you get to a million. Oh my God. Me too. I hope I do too. It stresses me out thinking of writing season two. I'm already like, oh, I have nothing left, but it'll come. Yeah, it will. It's I'm here. sure it will. Hit it, sis. Well, 
that wraps it up <laughs> <laughs> thank you galsy for coming on again and hanging out with us talking to us about everything except i can't 30 wait Rock. for the third episode the third <laughs> i can't wait for the third and the fourth we're gonna keep having her on we're your number one subscribers. Oh my gosh, yeah, anytime. Thank you for having me back. This has been, next time I'm I'm pouring a drink before. Yeah, you have to. Like, it's like, the line out now, I'm like, I should be tipsy. Yeah. <laughs> we sure are. We actually are. This has been My Favorite Episode Up. My Favorite Episode Up is produced by Matt Kelly as part of the Geekscape Network and hosted by Julie and Kathleen. Check out our show notes for all of our socials and email us at myfavoriteepisodepodcast at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting apps, and we'll be back next week with another episode of My Favorite Episode Up. listening to the Geekscape Network.